0: hey guys and welcome yet to another episode of the sunday discussion on the ph journals podcast my name is dylan love i'm a professional hunter out of the eastern cape of south africa hunting is my passion my love and it's something i feel very strong strongly about is that hunting is our best form our best conservation tool we have possible Well, if this is your first time joining, uh, I would love it if you guys hit the subscribe button, turn on the notifications and obviously subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as any one of the other platforms that we have got our hosting on. Um, Guys, it's been a jam-packed season um, and it feels like I'm mongling things around here a little bit. today's discussion, we're going to discuss what's life like after the season for professional hunter. This is one of the questions that came through from a follower of mine, and I appreciate these sort of things because it leaves us with a bit of topic. Unfortunately, I had a guest lined up for this evening, um, but he dropped me last minute. But uh, we'll catch up with that a little bit later. Um, so for now, it's all about what the season, wh- what's it like winding on to the end of the season for a professional hunter. But before we get into it, just got to give a big shout out to the following sponsors: Taticam. Trees and camo, splitting image taxidermy. I didn't mention these guys in my last podcast. Guys, these guys have been doing incredible work. If you're looking to come out to South Africa, you're looking for a taxidermist, splitting image, don't look any further than them. They do some incredible, incredible work. So, really blessed to have them on board. Black Widow Broadheads, Carbon Core Arrows, Magnum Archery, and Maxis Tires guys once again it's been an incredible journey to get to this point like i said i wish i didn't drop the ball when it came to the podcasting during the season but it was just so busy um but yeah no excuses now we're full full steam ahead like i said we'll be closing the podcasting se- season off on the 16th of december i'll be doing officially launching my last podcast for the season and then picking it up once again we once we get back from the shows we've got a lot of Uh, information when I get back from there that I could share with you guys well without further ado let's get into it As Laka mentioned a question came through probably about a week ago and it went as follows Happy ph journals i'm a professional hunter of the limpopo province in south africa i've been professional hunting now i got my license at the end of 2019 and of course due to covid we were not we didn't have any clients last season um uh just going to sift through all the other stuff Um, I'm finally closing off my first season as a professional hunter I haven't had as many I haven't been fortunate enough to have as many hunts as what you guys had last year but I would like to know what is the process for a young professional hunter to close off the season um, without any income coming in what do you suggest guys this is an important question and I'm glad it came up I was going to address it a little bit later into the podcasting season but like I said to you Um, some unforeseen circumstances but anyway it really is an important question and I feel it's important for the youngsters coming through and I was very like I keep saying in a lot of my podcasts I'm very very fortunate to have a lot of the older generation um, professional hunters coming through the ranks showing me the range showing me what to do giving me some advice and they've always been a phone call away and that's what I love so much about social media is that our interaction with one another is literally a click away. I mean, you either hate it or you, or you love social media. And for, for these sort of s- situations, I really, really enjoy it because I feel that it just offers a really young professional hunter that's come through the ranks or that's, that's done his um, whatever. He's done his courses. He's a professional hunter now. He's had a couple of clients the first season. And now he wants to know how he handles closing out the rest of the season well my advice is as follows and it's uh, in no particular order i'm just going to run through a couple of points that i've highlighted that i've used in the past remember i've been doing this now this will be going into my 12th season as a professional hunter and i feel very very fortunate enough to to be able to share these pointers with you guys because i feel it is important preparing for the next season and i've based this on a very good friend of mine (laughs) just straight in um I'll never forget that conversation, and I've said it so many times before in the podcast as well. Is he said to me, he said, Dylan, 90% of the success of a professional hunter is planning, future planning. Plan every single day that you are out there. And it's led to some of the success that I've had today. And it's been a very, very fortunate lesson that I've learned. And it's something I'll, I'll carry on with me, not, not just in professional hunting but in life as such because I've I've benefited so much from it. Well, <clears throat> first thing is first, what I do is when I've got a gap now, we're winding down, I've got a one client each month now um, and I know there's a few guys that aren't fortunate enough to have that but what I would suggest you is spend a lot of time scouting, scouting new areas, scouting new properties. Having a look, to see what else is out there because you've had a very good feel throughout the season of what you know, what certain properties hold for you as far as species and the quality of species as well. As well, you would be, uh, you would have hunted those properties, so you would need to know, have some sort of idea in the back of your mind what sort of management you would need to do for next season, um, taking out the older guys, you know, the older females or the older males, whatever the case may be, and for, for that case, you know, scouting becomes a really, really important tool going into the next season. <clears throat> And what it does as well, it's, 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 it's a really important time-saver. Um, I remember when I started, I struggled to close hunts early in the, in the week. You know, I, I struggled, and what I mean by that is that client comes out with a certain package in mind, certain species, um, and for instance, they throw a curveball in there like a spiraled horned animal that you know is a little bit tougher to get than your normal playing game. And I struggled to close out enough hunts during the middle of the week, giving me enough time to really go and look and really go and spend a lot of time out there on, you know, your kudos, your neolas, your pushback or big quality animals. So that was important. And and how how I learned to save that time and, and to manage it correctly was scouting. Because I knew Spot X had really nice blue wildebeest you know you could go there there was a bachelor herd running there any one of those bulls you could have shot as a as a trophy it was a good management bull um, and that just kept the ball rolling you know so the next morning I knew okay I'm going to spot decks the next morning because I'm going to save myself time in searching you know the rest of the properties or or driving distances or or really just putting in the hard work for you know because you've done it pre-season so that's an important point Next up, while scouting, I spent a lot of time in the blinds and not hunting as such. I spent spent a lot of time studying animal behavior. I would just literally, I've just, funny enough, I've just got back from a blind. There's no water there, but there is food, and just studying certain animal behavior. You know, there was an impala coming in, and uh, just just the way he reacts to certain things, what he picks up. What noises alert him, um, you know, how how his animal movements are, you know, as, you know, when you, when you rifle hunt, um, these are important to understand bullets, uh, penetration, how the animal is reacting, where the animal is going to go after the hit, what's he feeling at that time, where you need to go, how you're going to track the animal, that sort of stuff, and which direction he's going to shoot off with. When you're bow hunting, you're already close to the ground. So you need to understand your animal. What's, what sort of noises is he going to be alerted to? Um, what sort of reaction is he going to give if, if he feels that somebody's watching him? And yeah, like I said, I've just got back from a blind. I've been watching the Impala for some time now. She saw a little female darker come in as well. And it was nice to get the different interactions between the two animals and really just learn and understand for future references. Is this, is this extremely important? no. But I feel that every animal deserves, if you are hunting a specific animal, it deserves some, an incredible amount of respect and trying to understand one another's behaviors or trying to understand species behavior is just a sign of, of respect that you're giving to that animal, that you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort and you're willing to understand the characteristics that that animal holds or that animal gives out when you are hunting it. So. Yeah, that's just you know, that's just one of the, the the more important things, and it leads into the whole scouting scenario, and that's why I believe it's such an important part. You've got you've got ample amount of time now. Um, go out there and spend the time in the bush. I mean, every day in the bush is a better day in the office. So, you know, just really just go out there and enjoy it, and just taking all the sceneries, taking the birds, do a bit of bird watching, do something like that just to keep you preoccupied. But remember you've got one focus in mind and that's to understand animal behavior, scouting, and also your herd management. Next up on the list is contacts. Now this has been something that I've worked hard on in the past three years. And when I say contacts, I mean going out there, meeting with farmers, um, you know, meeting with certain property owners that you know that those guys have got a certain species that you're after. Um, <clears throat> it's it's really really interesting to to see the change of perspective I have when I get thrown a couple of uh, species out there that are the more challenging ones to get, and that you would have to hunt certain amounts of properties. And this effort really showed my first hunt of the season, my good friend or oh Pat Dugan came out and he phoned me, he said to me, he said, Dylan, I'm coming out, <clears throat> I'll, be, I'll be landing on the 29th of December, I need an Oroby and I need a Blue darker. Now, those of you know that Oroby permits are extremely difficult, especially in the Eastern Cape to come across. And as well as blue darker spots aren't the easiest, especially in December. I mean, it's a hotter summer. You don't want to be stuck in those forest situations for too long. You can overheat your client. Uh, you can overheat yourself, um, for that matter. And, you know, this is where contacts came in. I said, Pat, I've been working on somebody for, for some time now. Uh, he's a good friend of mine now. We've spent a lot of time together this season down at the coast in Port Alfred. And uh, I managed to get there. He hooked us up with the RB permits. He hooked us up with the Blue Diker permits and Pat really ticked off two of very, very difficult hunts for his tiny 10. And that wouldn't have happened if the pre-season work didn't go in, if the pre-contacts didn't go in. You know, phoning around, getting certain guys' numbers, understanding different situations, permits, all that sort of stuff. And that only happens by just making contact. Don't do it on Facebook, don't do it on Instagram go out there, meet with the farmers, go, one, one of the, one of the big draw cards that I did um, was going to bull sales, cattle sales, sheep sales, those sort of stuff and um, I really, I learned a lot, I met a lot of farmers um, and I had a good time doing it, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that is so important is that show your true colors when you're out there, really just put on a show, just let the guys understand that you're there for business, that you're there, that you want to do um, and and secure it. Secure it because a lot of guys are going to be chasing it, and that's, that's without a doubt. So make the contacts. That's what it's all about. Make the contacts because I promise you now, your season for the future is just going to be so much easier. Next up, of course, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I put in all this hard work for nothing, but it's all part and parcel of the game. And that is... Off-season fitness—it's something that I, <laughs> it's something that boils back down from my rugby playing days, and um, I'll never forget uh, I was hunting with uh, Jared, and we went after the barber sheep, and it was it was so rewarding being able to keep up to the standards that I set myself because I was fit and uh, because I put in the extra work in the off-season and I just maintained it during the season I think this is important because like I said when people are coming out here to spend money with you they're coming out here to spend a lot of money with you all the time and you need to show them some sort of respect by being fit being able to keep up with animals being able to keep I mean I did a buffalo hunt this year we shot two buff in seven days. Uh, Frank and Ramon, um, incredible hunt. Something I would, I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. Father and son came up, which firstly is already special. And those of you that know my backstory will know that I'm I'm incredibly passionate about hunting families and stuff. So we go out. <clears throat> first day, um, we scouted out some couple of buff, um, but we land Ramon a massive Leclerc, oh, I can't remember the measurements, but well over roller and War gold medal, um, something very, very special. I knew that kicked it off, that set the tone for a really good safari, but the two of them were, yeah, on a father and son package, two buffalo, seven days, and that's what they're mainly focused on. We spent a lot of time out in the felt, scouting certain buffalo, judging, you know, from a distance, And I already knew that there was a certain herd that I wanted Ramon to hunt out of. Just purely Frank, unfortunately, broke his leg before he came out here. But he did so well to get his buff. So Ramon, I think was about the third day. We get on in this beautiful buffalo bull. Nice, big bodied, dark, lots of hair, wide, hard boss bull. And for whatever reason... The bullet deflects in the air, and I I don't know. Still to this day, you know, I don't know if it hit a twig, but there was nothing. There was nothing really around the area we were we were hunting. You know, the 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 shoulder area, and one of my first shots is straight into the shoulder i want to put in as much impact into that shoulder as possible to try and halt him and i knew uh, when i was looking through the banners i knew that shot was astray and it just gave us a big flesh wound about four inch flesh wound and i knew something was up anyway cut a long story short day five this buffalo is still out there we're picking him up every now and then just not being able to get a shot in and We bump them in the trees and they push out onto a ridge. And I knew, running uphill, they were going to have to stop again, turn and face us. We get into 50 yards of where I suspect they're going to stop. They stop, they look back at us. And I was in the right bull, Ramon wasn't. And and thank goodness he didn't pull the trigger uh, because it wasn't an ethical shot. And the buffalo set off. And now they're running across this one flat plain and I remember saying to Ramon just keep up with me and we just we hit it along this plane and it was it was really rewarding to understand that once I got to position where we can get a second shot in that I was still good and I think that's important because those clients have spent a lot of money they're coming out here they're hunting two buffalo they're spending time away from their family they've flown all this way they want the experience they want you to be on the top position and if it wasn't for my fitness I don't think I would have given them the next best thing and yeah, we finally got that buffalo bull with two days to go of the safari and it was literally four inch cut and probably about less than an inch deep in flesh and it was just crazy how we picked them up and and how we eventually got the shot in. I mean we've we pushed these buffalo for so long for for the last four or five days and eventually just out of pure desperation I just stood in the middle of the flats against the tree and they literally just came out and we managed to pick one up I said Ramon, that's the one put it on the shoulder and the rest is history and uh, I was so fortunate to be a part of it and like I said I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for my fitness and I feel very very blessed to be able to Share that but share it in a way that I knew I did my best to provide them with an experience so off-season fitness it's not everyone's ideal and i'm not meaning weight training i'm meaning getting out there walking running doing the miles putting putting time on the feet it's incredibly important to do that and um yeah the the benefits way outweigh anything else and just keep that in the back of your mind every single day when when you wake up after not drinking whatever just get get some time on the feet it helps in the long run Next, next up, and this is another important one, is equipment, servicing, upgrading, um, maintenance, especially on your pickups, <clears throat> especially on your vehicles. Get out there, send them into the garage, upgrade your suspension or fix it, whatever the case because The vehicles take a pounding during the season. Make sure your rifles are adequately cleaned, thoroughly cleaned, as well as your bows or whatever you may, may be using. Um, put new batteries into your range finders, clean your binoculars, um, spend a bit of time if your pants are torn, make sure they get sewn up, Uh, your bino harness, my bino harness has got to go in for a bit of touch-ups, those sort of stuff, make sure that by the next season your equipment is 100%, if you need new camos, head along to PH Toolbox, uh zero A we've got some incredible trees in camo there to share with you guys but no guys all jokes aside really if you if you're needing new camos if you need a new new outfit remember get out there look apart just make sure that your professionalism takes you over the line at the end of the day so that what first impressions when when those clients arrive on your front door they look at you and they're like, "Wow, this guy's got his shit together," and and that's what it's about at the end of the day. Remember, we're professionals out there, and that's what we need to act like. And you're not going to do that without correct, correctly servicing, cleaning, or maintaining your your gear that's carried you through the season. <clears throat> Planning the future. Now, <clears throat> this is a this is an interesting one for me because. I feel it's a rut that is so deep in the professional hunting game that we struggle to get out of. And what does it mean? Are we just going to go through the motions again for next season? Just wait for us to get booked by outfitters and let the clients come in and just run through the motions? Or are we going to evolve? Are we going to evolve as professional hunters to make sure that there's things that are out there better for us? A lot of these things take a lot of hard work and there's a lot of us that are afraid to do that hard work without, with a little reward. But it's something that I feel is missing, especially as far as a professional hunting game is concerned. I had an interesting conversation to a couple of clients that came out this year and I just said to them, I said, I feel that the professional hunters of South Africa or Africa abroad are missing out on massive opportunities out there and still doing what we want to do and still holding on to that core, which is hunting. But yet we still are missing out on so much that the industry has to offer making a bit of extra money wherever we can we can you know and that's that's some of the reasons why i started the uh, ph toolbox um, program with the professional hunting program or the outdoors program i I should call it because i want people to come onto my website promote what they believe a product that they believe in and earn some commission while doing it while they're out at the lodges while they're there uh, you know hunting doing what they love promote that earn a bit of commission it's an extra bit of income for you to get through the quiet periods that I'm talking about right now and I've got a few plans in, my, in motion and I'm hoping they pay off um, because I think it will be a huge game changer as far as a professional hunting um, market is concerned and one of them is approaching taxidermists to earn commission on on, on, on uh, mounts going through there and um, you know, camos, everything there's there's such a broad variety in South Africa that us professional hunters can earn a little bit of more extra money because we, we 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 are an important link in this whole industry and without us none of this would really happen. So that's 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 what you know f- planning for the future means is that are we putting most steps in motion to make sure that our lives better year after year after year. Do we better our profession year after year? Or are we just gonna go through the motions? And I think it's an important question as professional answers need to ask one another. And uh I'm hoping one day that I get to create a platform that we can have these sort of discussions and and uh just really sit down and, and you know, brainstorm amongst us because, you know, like I said, we're an important, incredibly important link to this this massive picture that we're carrying at the moment. Um, The industry and what does next season hold for us? It's an interesting one because I think I've got my blinkers on at the moment because I've had such a really, really good season, but I forget about the other guys out there that might have not been so lucky. And what does this mean? It means that our future is played by politics in the United States. It's played by politics in Britain. Are they gonna allow the British to travel? Uh, Spain, I know and other European countries have had huge difficulties getting out your sponsorship letters, work letters, and all that sort of stuff. So what does this what does this hold for not only us as professional hunters, for the outfitters and the tourist industry as such? Um Is there going to be anything out there? I don't have the answers for that. But what I can say is that if it's anything to go by this last season, and I think we'll get a clearer picture once we're over in the States for the shows on how Biden and the whole American government administration is handling this whole thing would hold out. All I can say to you guys is, guys, appreciate what you've got right now on the table and treat it like it's going to be there forever. Treat it with respect, treat it with dignity, go out there like I said, put all those steps in place, scout, learn your animal behavior and all that sort of stuff so that if next year is the bumper year you're looking for, you're so overprepared that when those guys arrive, they want to come back the very next year and that's, that's my point out of this whole thing I would like to get out there to you guys it's important it really really is important that we we hold our own against these sort of things but at the same time take a step back appreciate what we've been given now and let's take the next step when when, we play the next cards when they get dealt so yeah I think I'll have to do another podcast on this when I get back from the show to really tell you guys what next season will have in store for us, and and what the industry has to hold for us, and it's it's an important question because <clears throat> I think as from from an output for, for this perspective, I think the whole game industry is on 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 the top of its head at the moment. I mean, prices as far as pricing and people cutting pricing, so show specials, Black Friday, all that sort of stuff coming up now. So right now it's not a really great. Qu- great answer but um it's an important one and i think i'll i'll have to answer that early into next year um my future plans as as i sit here and i speak to you guys of course is to focus a lot more on my online shop as well as my podcasting My whole plan about the podcasting is, you know, there's no money in this or anything like that. It's just purely to share my passion with the rest of the world across as many platforms as possible. Whether it be Facebook, Instagram, podcasting, YouTube. It's just to share my passion, my love for what I I do. And I love animals and I think, like I said, and I keep saying this, I think that hunting is the best form of conservation we have to look after and preserve these wonderful animals we've got here across the world, across the world, whether it be Russia or America. I really do, and I think as hunters, um, we need to start respecting one another more. And this animosity amongst one another, whether it be bow hunters against rifle, black powder, whatever, we need to start coming together, standing together against these people that are trying to take what we all believe in away from us and <clears throat> I think that for my future plans coming up into next season that's what I really want to focus hard on is trying to get you know a lot more ground coverage um across the board and as well as just try and hunt as much as possible um I've, I've joined the Magnum Mastery team I'm feeling really really good I've been shooting my bow this afternoon um I'm excited to get back out there and do a proper hunt and and really start filming the backstories of a professional hunter. And I've got a good couple of guys teamed up with as far as video camera works concerned and all of that. So I'm really really looking forward to it, <clears throat> and I can't wait to share uh, some incredible footage with you guys um, in the future, guys. Well, that's pretty much the podcast in a nutshell. In closing. As a professional hunter young professional hunter if you've had fun this season keep doing it guys we need more of you guys out there that are are in it for the right reasons if you didn't have fun it's never too late just to call it a day and just say i'm a social hunter i like hunting every now and then because this as a professional hunter to another professional hunter you play an incredibly important role in this industry and I would hate to see that go away. I really would. I think I think we need to respect one another. And if you've done your professional hunting course and you think this is not quite for you, just walk away and no one will judge. Because if you're going to do it and mess it up for the rest of us, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow in the long run. But we'll always respect the guys that have come out here and given it a shot and just realized it's not for them uh i would also i would like guys to really understand that these podcasts are just out of love for the industry and really just trying to help young individuals i'm not there to fling advice around because i think i know everything that's not my case at all i've i've been a professional hunter now for 11 years going on to 12 and I love what I do, and I think I've learned enough from really, really good PHs out there to share that knowledge on with you guys, and that, that's my goal at the end of it, you know, and uh, yeah, just having fun doing it, guys, just really am having fun doing it, and I can't wait to share more stories with you, and I can't wait to have more guests on the podcast and all of that, but only with time. <clears throat> well, guys, once again, thank you so much for everybody that's tuning into today's episode i had so much fun doing it um i hope it helps i really do um like i said if you haven't yet hit the subscribe button turn on the notifications to find out when our next shows are coming out i'm hoping to launch a couple of youtube videos coming up in the next coming weeks um i'm getting really excited about that and I, i shouldn't be giving out too many spoilers but yeah excited about that and yeah of course going into next season hopefully i can get to this week i'll post a couple of booth uh, numbers where i will be i'll be handing out ph journals hats, so if you are in the area please head along to the booth come and ask a couple of questions um and yeah i'll be i'll be there to to answer as many as i possibly can and answer them to the best of my ability that's not like a, a speech i'm giving to my teacher right now but um <clears throat> guys, yeah, just thanks to everybody that's supported me thus far. I'm ready. I'm ready for next season and I can't wait to share the rest of it with you guys. I'll start hunting the next two weeks. So hopefully um, I get to share a couple of more pictures with you guys and stuff. Well, until then. Happy hunting. Stay safe. Stay blessed and stay humble. Catch up with you guys soon. Cheers.